Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, as we continue our Ram First Blood Rambo retrospective, where we left, where we left last you, where we left, where we last left you. <laughs> you can almost speak right. Yeah, you know, let, let me let me tell you what I do for this team. Okay, um, I have had been sick for the last couple of days with with a really bad head cold. It could have been COVID, but in this day and age, COVID is just now the cold. Um, and I can finally s sit down without getting lightheaded. And what's the first thing I decide to do? I say, I'm going to get up and I'm going to record these final two Rambo films so our sweet, sweet, kind listeners will be able to enjoy this, the retrospective and the, you're too good to them. Uh, and what did you say, Trevor? You're like, fuck them. I want to go. Well, <laughs> I want to go out and hang out with my friends. I don't want to fucking do this shit. Well, uh, the way I, any time in my life where I've um, faced troubles or, or you know illness or whatever, you know, I always say to myself, "What would John Rambo do in this situation?" And yeah, so you know, Karen's a real life Rambo. That's right. Damn right. Yeah. Yo, yo. Yeah. Don't push me. Um, so, yeah, we're going to uh, talk John Rambo or Rambo. It's, it's called a couple of different things. Rambo 4. Rambo 4. So, but we're going to talk Rambo. Now, Stallone finally directs this one, which is kind of, you know, technically he's directed by the last two, to be fair. Um, but uh, this is actually his name on the directing credit. And um, there you have it. That's all I got for you. I, there's not much on this one. It kind of came out with um, what's this? Ten, Rocky Balboa. Twenty years later. Yeah, yes, twenty years later. Um, two thousand and eight. After a couple of years after the the sixth Rocky film. Yeah. So. Um, like most Rambo's, what he's done is he likes to base uh, a lot of his stuff on uh, something that's going on within that time, that time era. This one is is based on the life story, uh, the the real life story and the struggles of the Burmese people. Um, this is about the Burmese. Is it Juntas? Uh, the Jun Karen rebels. Yeah, well, it's the Karen people. Yeah. So it's about it's it's of the the Burmese juntas mass murder of the Karen people. I think that's what it is. Yes, Unless it, I'm butchering that. Yeah. Uh, but it, part of like that a, pun, but certainly don't mean any disrespect yeah. there. Um, it's a brutal civil war, basically. But um, from what again, I'm no expert on on this um, particular civil war. But um, yeah, it appears like it's basically brutal, or at least it was. Brutal government forces wiping out their own people, uh, and the ones that are opposing it are the Karen rebels. You know what's an interesting? Um, I usually do some IMBD research or Wikipedia, whatever, some kind of tidbits. Yeah. And the one thing I found very cool, um, and it's just the guy who plays the piece of shit dictator in this. Uh, his name is uh, he plays Tint. He is the He's the vile character, and he's the one you want to see really get it at the end. He's played by a yes. gentleman by the name of, uh, I'm going to apologize, Myung Kin. 
And he actually, in real life, is a Karen rebel. That's right. Yeah, I read that myself. And apparently um, there was a lot of concern over him taking that role because he could end up, you know, p- you know, people would take it too serious and um, he, would end- he could end up getting assassinated over it. But he took it anyway. And also I also read up that apparently the Karen rebels um, are huge fans of this film and that they've actually adopted some of the, you know, the quotes from it. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, yeah. Well, any Stallone movie always gets you a good quote. Well, this is it. Now, we talked about the last one where it was 221 violent acts, like about 140 or whatever it was, uh, deaths. This one has 2.59 killings a minute, 466 deaths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is Woo. brutal. It's I would say, I mean, the fifth one's pretty violent, but I would say this is the most violent out of them all. But you know what? But you know what? If you're, I mean, Rambo three is silly. You know what I mean? While it's it's an entertaining eighties action flick, but this is very grounded. And if you're going to base something on a real life conflict, um. It has to be grounded and has to be gritty and realistic. And you know what? The real world is extremely violent. So, yeah, you've got to, there has to be, you know, let's be honest here, it's a Rambo film ultimately. But at the same time, this one in particular has a real gritty realism to it, especially in the um, war. I mean, I've never fought on a war. Who am I to say, you know what I mean? And I get some with, you know, people who have, you know, being served in wars in the armies and stuff and you know um, would have an issue with the Rambo films you know and that's far enough who am I to say but as a film fan and watching this here I loved its grounded realism um, I, I wouldn't I mean the, the last two Rambo films uh, I, I said this with the last one as fun as they are um, and they do have uh, uh, some um you peel the layers back. There's a story there, a dark take, yes. a dark take on what's happening within the world. Um, Especially so, the, the, they ha- they both have that, but you got the '80s testosterone feel to it as well, yes. um, which was a, it's it's a fine mix to have. But what worked for the first blood, the first one was it was grounded. We know the story, quite simple in the storytelling, um, and and and. If you notice, he has removed, I and I can say it now, his ego, and he's removed that 80s chismato from these next two tales we're about to talk to with Rambo. He actually goes back to what worked for First Blood, which is um, more real and dark with a little sense of fantasy thrown in there. But at the end of the day... These are quite serious tales. A visceral. And I, yeah, I would say as well that, um, you know, the Rambo series overall does have a bit of a bad reputation and being silly and, um, you know, stupid, you know, um, brainless action. But uh, people, the two films that are given it that bad reputation are two and three. You know, I'm talking about with a wider audience, you know, the wider general audience. However, one, four, and five are pretty grounded. Yeah. Um, so this one, 
was 50 million. It goes to show you the, um, the how far the dollars, you know, because the last one we talked about was like 63 million. And you had helicopters, landscapes, hundreds yeah. and hundreds of extras. This cost 50 million to make. And this is an independent film. So it's yes. like, goes to show you the cost of a dollar, you know, the, where a dollar can take you now these days. Um, because well, can, if you, if me, you swap you out know, the 63 million that Ramble 3 cost, that probably be about 250 million by today's standards. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Now, this one, what, this one, uh, not a massive box office hit, but it did well, did okay. Um, especially critics and the fans seemed to, and yes. the original writer, David Morrell, got on board and says he was quite pleased with this take because he said what I yeah. just kind of said was it's refreshing to go back to a simpler story. Well, I don't like to say simpler because it's an atrocity what, what what we're about to talk about and that's happening in the real world there. But at the same time, you, you, that gritty, that gritty rawness that you had from the original. Yes, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that, and uh, it very much, you know, my favorite Rambo films are these ones where they're much more grounded and stuff. I enjoy two and three um, on their own terms. You know, because they're you know nostalgia for nostalgia reasons as well. You know, because they're over the top. You know, um, silliness and fun. You know, despite all of the fucking deaths and, and massacres and stuff, it's escape. They're pure escapism. You know, um, but they're not serious documentaries. And I'm not saying that four and five are as well. One's you know has a certain at certain aspects of you know um, you know documentary feel almost. But um, but certainly you know these are these are these are four and five are more serious films De- definitely four out of them all you know and, and of course one. Uh, so now we have um, this time we got we in, introduced Rambo and you know, always some uh, in some form and this time he's a snake wrangler. Ugh, yes, what a horrible job. Obviously, he, yeah. he finds snakes and sells them to the local tradesmen or whoever, local markets or flea market or, you know, the local spar. Or, and he, yeah, <laughs> local vehicle. Uh, the local, um, and he also, the local um, grocery store. Goes fishing with his um, crossbow. His bow and yeah, fishes with his crossbow. Um, Jesus. Um, I don't, I, I, and then, and then they're sitting there, they're, they're sitting there fucking, uh, fucking catching snakes and shit, and his little buddies there are playing cobras, and he's, they're, they're playing yeah. with the cobras, dancing with them, what the fuck is wrong with you people? I'm like, <laughs> fucking hell. I don't mind snakes. Yeah, um, bullshit. You said you hated snakes. Now you love them. I have now you're your best friends. I've never said that. I have had snakes wrapped around my neck and all sorts before in the past. Um, I have a friend, Leanne, who um, has a, has a like this big fucking pet snake. I, I genuinely don't mind snakes. Don't like um, rats, maybe you know, or you know, certain insects, you know. But um, I don't really have an issue with snakes. I I would do what Rambo's doing. I would do the cobra wrangling. No no problem, you know. I think oh, actually, you're, I, I think actually fuck, that could be my next fuck job. Fuck off! <laughs> you would shit your pants in two seconds. No, to be fair, uh, my friend Leanne's snake isn't poisonous like um but um uh, this uh you know these ones I, I wouldn't be too comfortable around like 
cobras are like you know ones who that can actually kill you so you know? every other snake on the planet especially in fucking burma <laughs> jesus you're all, you're, oh yeah i can handle snakes i've had them wrapped around me they're my best friends i'm like fucking snake charmer trevor and yet I, I, and yet it's probably your, your friendly aunt probably has a fucking little pet little little cute little orange it's snake. a toy snake <laughs> that's absolutely no it's fucking dr sue snake and you're what, well when you're comparing 30 foot cobras and shit and there's rambo wrestling them and you're like oh yeah i can I, I, that's me that's me every well well one of the things i've always i think one of the reasons that i've always liked the rambo films is because and the character himself it's because he reminds me a lot of myself you know john rambo <laughs> <laughs> You know, long suffering. <laughs> you know, yeah, long suffering, but but tough and resilient, yeah, and you know, that's it. good with a crossbow. That, um, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw it. Was watching this. I think, oh my god, this reminds me yeah. of Trevor so yeah, much. Yeah. I, I I might start actually, you know, do you know, just going about my sort of you know day to day life, you know, going to work and stuff with a crossbow, and you know, <laughs> you know what, you're not wrong because when we're introduced to when we're introduced to Sarah and Burnett. Um, when I saw when I saw Burnett, I thought of you right away. <laughs> well, this is it. <laughs> Burnett's the pussy guys of the of the movie. Just to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trevor the Snake Wrangler, yeah. fuck off. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I would give it a go. Oh my god, you know? I think of me when I think of Rambo. <laughs> I'm winding you up. Whatever. I'm winding you up. Okay. <laughs> I'd be a brilliant Rambo, um, you know what I mean? Because I'd just just be a reflection of my own life, you know. You know, it's a long road, you know. And I would then, you know, just I I would happily go up and then just live off off the land, off the key of hell. You know? So we've got uh, we you know. So the whole the whole story is is pretty simple. Sarah and Burnett, they're part of this church volunteer group, uh, missionaries, yeah, I guess you would call them. Go into these war ravaged regions deep in the woods, and and all cool. And and I I have to say this: people who do do this for a living, welcome, kudos. I mean, God love you for doing it. Because I'm, I mean, what even though this is a ramble film, this is pretty close to probably what these people would go through. Yes. Um. So could what I would say as well. Um. While you know there is a certain you know. You know, there's certain bravery to what to do and stuff as well. These like missionary types, I would say as well, and and it's reflected in this film brilliantly. There is a real naivety about a lot of them. In fact, most of them, if not all of them, as well. You know, uh, I I think what the film plays on is what I do like about it. It's not a Hollywood sellout kind of story. They. They, I asked this man, John Ramble, to bring them deep into the Burmese jungle, and he's yes. telling them, "You don't want to do this. You, you know, you don't want it." And he's right, and he is right because I am telling you. He goes, "Kudos for what you want to accomplish, but you're not going to accomplish anything by going you're in there. And you're going the to world. get yourself killed." So yes, and naivety kills. What? Naivety, being naive about the, the reality of the world, it kills. It kills people. People, it's you know, people have went into. I've read reports just in recent times on, online about this. This is, and I mean, this is absolutely tragic. But at the same time, it's all down to naivety and, and foolishness. A young couple who um, 
this um you know very middle class very sort of um you know young and you know big influencers on social media they decided that um that to prove to everyone on their social media feeds that um, everyone in the world is the same and everyone's equal and you know all that there they would go um hitchhiking in the hills of pakistan um you know the, like this sort of the, the back hills of, of pakistan and what you know what actually happened to them and i'm not saying this for any gratuitous reasons uh, just to prove a point that rambo's ironically proven in this film they were robbed raped murdered and beheaded so you know in this case this is a reflection of what rambo's saying in this film wow um wow thank you trevor that's a wonderful uh downer of a message <laughs> that you've given us today no uh, I, we're I, trying no, but, uh, we're, we're having to try to make some good fun of you know snake charming uh trevor <laughs> and have a good laugh here and try to enjoy the ramble film and you just took this to a whole yep. new level didn't you there yeah, so uh, let's get back to uh, Rambo. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little down right now. Um, thanks to Trevor's wonderful story there about rape and beheading. Um, well, it's the reality of the world. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, well, good news is we'll be doing the Back to the Future retrospective soon. And we all know Trevor likes a good film that has some good incest in it. <laughs> so... I really I had a peep and Tom. Don't forget the peep and Tom. So obviously he has kind of a bond with Sarah. So they you know, he decides, oh okay, let's do it, I'll go. So he takes them. Uh, I do like the scene where he They're arguing. He, he, no, they're in the boat yes. and he's telling everyone to shut the fuck up. Um we gotta try to get past these guys. And of course nobody Pirates. fucking believes them. They're, they're clueless. Yeah. They're clueless. Um, yes. you, you, you hire this man. You bring you to somewhere because he knows where to, what to, the do's and don'ts. And then when he tells you the don'ts, you don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's This is the, the scene with the pirates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he ends up killing these men. I mean, b- b- quickly. And he doesn't even blink. And Burnett goes, Burnett goes off on him. And he's like, do you realize... They would have raped her for days if yep. I let them. If I let them take her, and yes. he's just so fuck. He's and, and the great thing about the film, it will like you mentioned, Trevor. It will. He will have to see. He he will have to fight back. What he doesn't yes. want to, but he'll have to fight back. And the character isn't one of those Hollywood characters where you just want to beat the shit out of him. You kind of you, you respect the character and you respect what he's trying to do, but at the same time you just want to shake him and go, "Dude, you got to wake up." It's very realistically played. Exactly, that's exactly uh, what I'm saying. It's written. not one of those smarmy Hollywood villains or yeah. I've met people like this, you know, the Christian type people who yes, they're very assured in their beliefs, but at the same time, like you say, you want to shake them and say, "Yo," because in this scene, um, if it wasn't for their stupidity rambo wouldn't have had to do kill those parrots that um this guy gets so upset about and says why i'm going to have to report this but we'll get more 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 to him later on what his journey as a character yeah really good because doesn't he say something to after stallone saves their lives 
and his yeah, wife exactly. from being raped. He says something like, "Oh, I, you know, well, I appreciate what you did, but I'm going to have to report this." Yeah, 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 and that's just typical of that type of person. But that, to be fair, uh, that you know, it, it's real. It's really well written, actually. This character because he goes on a journey, which we'll find out later on at the end. Um, he gets a new necklace. He gets that's pretty nice. He gets a new necklace from Sarah. Yes. Um, to make up for him giving clothes to that little stupid child from Ramble yes. Three. <laughs> the brat. Yeah, little yeah. fucker. Yeah. What was that again? What was that sheep killing or sheep circle or dead sheep circle? Uh, um, it was um, sheep American football. <laughs> um, Fuck. <laughs> Touchdown um, with a dead sheep. <laughs> man. All right, so. Yeah, you, there's a bunch of scenes in here, we won't go over them, where the horrible mind game they play with some of these poor people. They throw a mine in the water, and they have to walk until one, one of them walks on it. Um, but also, uh, just to go back a bit, uh, um, Rambo drops them off, the Christian missionaries, and lo and behold, they do get captured, and there is a massacre. Yeah, you know? they and they this kind of, in all fairness, they did the same thing in Rambo 3. Yes, over Rambo, Rambo 3 can be overshadowed by someone that over the top, um, but it does brutalize what you know um, those people went through. Um, it's a realization. It's, yeah, so you, you see, and this one, it's you see women and children getting slaughtered. It's not just yeah. men. They show everyone. In fact, one of the poor bastards who, one, one of these missionaries um, gets fed to a pig, um, yeah, it, it, it's brutal. It, but, but, but you know what? It has to be um, compared to 3. You know what? This film actually has um, a very similar beats to 3, but it's all to do with the, the difference in the realisation. Exactly, you know? and the villains where you had the Russian commander and the last one, was, which is more comic booky. Where and that, yeah. and maybe that's what we talked about when Russell McCulley quit because he wanted bigger Russians. He wanted more mm-hmm. uh, threatening Russians. where More grounded. Ram, where Stallone got more pantomime versions. So yes. with this one, which is ironic, Stallone went the way Russell McCulley wanted to go with in Rambo 3, with more of a darker yeah. take on the villains. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because more and the reason realistic. they're really showing you this, and it's really just the, it's the first half of the film, guys. It's very brutal. Because the second act, when they go all balls to the wall, they go after, go after these men, these, these not men, these horrible creatures... When they go after them, they get their comeuppance, and you want to you want to stand up in the theater and watch these fuckers get slaughtered because they deserve yeah. it. Yeah, but that's when yeah, and then I, what I also liked as well. Whenever then, um, obviously they they've been captured, then and um, the, the the pastor of the church comes in, and there's no you know the way usually in Hollywood films like this, there's a whole. Um, you know, oh, I can't go out. I, I'm not going. And then eventually, the, the the hero relents. You know, the reluctant hero relents and decides to go. It's like Rambo decides just almost straight away he's going to go with these other mercenaries to go and save them. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, I do like right before he finds out that Sarah and the team have been captured. Um, he's forging, you know, as you do. Yeah, and. Um, this uh, Arthur, Arthur Marsh, or I think his name is, or something like that. He's uh, played by Ken Howard. He shows up and he tells them, "Listen, we've lost contact with them. We know something's yep. not right." 
And this time, like the first time, he hesitated. Now he's not. He's like, let's go. Yes. And he starts making, like, and yes. he's forging a big machete. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I, I like that as well. It's like Rambo's going. But, you know, ultimately, the events of all of this film are actually the fault of the Christians, you know, because they foolishly went in um, to this complete war zone, this complete hell on Earth. Um, but yeah, well, yeah. But at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because you, you know, they thought they were doing There's the right brutality thing. Brutality so happening anyway. You can't really, you know. They go. I mean, what? I mean, and also with Rambo going back with the mercenaries, these fuckers who are who are causing these atrocities are going to get what's coming to them. So you kind of yeah, needed well, that to happen, sadly, for yeah. for for the outcome we get. So it's so yeah. So this is one of the first times you really get a team here with Rambo. Uh, it's always been it first, first blood, just Rambo by himself. Rambo two, he had Co, and then Rambo three, he had a couple of little helpers there. But this is where he has actual military backup, literally, and their uh, not sitting behind the wall, not be sitting, not hiding behind um, a fucking microphone, causing chaos. Um, well, actually, usually it's the military that's causing the chaos for Rambo, um, rather than finally helping him. Which which we get in this one yeah. with the mercenaries. I think that makes sense. They're, they're trained, fully trained special forces guys. Yeah, know? they're not they're not there to betray him like most of the military has done in Rambo. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on a level with Rambo actually. So you get the best character in the entire 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 film, and even over Rambo, and that schoolboy. You got Luke. Played by Matthew Marston, who um, also was uh, a long-running um, actor in Coronation Street, the British soap. Great. That's... Our UK listeners will get that. Yeah, there you go, guys. <laughs> there you go. From Corrie to... you really the just, throwing, of, the, of you're just throwing the information to people today with the yep. uh, real-life <laughs> raping and beheadings of poor people. And uh, Matthew, yep. Matthew Morrison, what was his name? Matthew March. You see what I said there? What's his name? Yeah. Okay, there we go. So, Schoolboy, and then we got Luis Diaz, Reese, and Andrew. Those guys are all, yep. all going to help out. Now, Luis's character, I'm going to say right now, is fucking annoying as hell. I would, If I was Rambo, I would have shot him right away. But he's well played. But he's well played, uh, and I will say this. And realistic. And he, again, well, I have a problem. I take that back. This This character should have died. And there's a reason for it. We'll, we'll jump into it there in a second here. Yeah, um, I I actually had a false memory of of um, originally watching this that he did die, but he doesn't. But he, you know, he gets badly injured. He gets his, basically his leg cut off. But um, for for some reason in my head, I haven't watched this in about ten years. And for some reason in my head, I was of the belief that he died. But yeah, I was wrong. Um, you know, I just think it's. I think this part's stupid. Um, these mercs. First and foremost, would look at John Rambo and go, "All right, we're not fucking with this guy." Uh, but there's, there's, there's Lewis. Oh, fuck off, mate! I can bo- fucking bo- blah. Bo- and I, and it, it gets a little ridiculous to a point where if he wanted to come with them, they'd say, "Yeah, no problem." Well, I like this. I like this. Um, no, 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 that makes sense that um, them and not um, wanting because they just think he's the bootman. They don't know who he is, and you know his training and and that he's you know, he's Rambo. Um, they just think he's a bootman, so they don't want somebody um, coming along with them and sort of hindering them or what they think. 
and and Lewis is probably the most vocal out of it. Obviously, is um, and he's uh, you know fucking boatman. I have a fucking wife and kids. I might be doing this for my fucking ex-wife and kids. Fuck off, boatman. You know, and um, no, that makes sense. But of course, whenever this minefield betting game, the encounter, um, well. The big man himself. Yeah, exactly. They're they're sitting there hiding behind these mud wall, these mud hills, watching these people about to get slaughtered. And Rambo says, "Fuck you! We're taking these guys out." And he just starts. There's a brilliant line by Lewis actually, where he goes, "What the fuck? What the fuck did you learn to kill like that, boat man?" (laughs) It's just like this. That's the point where they realize, where especially Lewis realizes that Rambo is, you know, he's Rambo. He's not to be fucked with. Now, what really works with this whole setup with, with the rescue part is we go back to what I like, stealth mode. Um, and yes. It's kind of elongated. And again, they're not holding it up. There's kind of a, you don't see anything, but you know what happened? A little boy is sent into Tint's room, the dictator. He's a pedophile. And he is sent in there, and the door closes. We know what's going to happen behind closed doors. Yes. But Rambo would just sits there. There's nothing he can do. He actually sees yep. this, and he can't do anything because he's got to get this plan into place. He can't yep. break protocol. It will cost life. Exactly. So the next morning, the kid leaves. You see him leaving. Um, so he survives the probably the horrible ordeal that just happened to him. But yep. um, I like the fact that Rambo couldn't. This, he, this time, his hands yep. are tied. And, uh, but uh, I'll tell you what. This, this, this whole... Uh, escape scene is just so fun, and I'm telling you right now, uh, schoolboy, that's that sniper rifle is fucking awesome. Yeah, and he's pretty awesome with it. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, it just and it's the first time. Usually, when you see a movie, a sniper hits somebody, it's like, Ugh, and they fall down. This fucking blows their bodies back like thirty feet. Although this, I mean, the, the violence in this, I mean, I don't know, the, the, the squibs that they use, you know, for the, the deaths, you know, when people are shot in this, are are very effective and very visceral and sort of brutal and powerful. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, this is hardcore, like. It is. And, you know, it's funny, I looked up the violence in this, and you know what Stallone said? And the mm-hmm. um, uh, the uh, special effects coordinator and all the guys, yep. we toned down the violence he says yes. the weapons that yes. they use in this film, and the funniest scene is coming up. It's gonna have the Gatling gun. It's like the M fifty point five caliber rifle yeah, gun, whatever it is. It's like a super gun. They said, "What well, you saw that gun tear those? And you guys think that's comic book violence? No, we had to tone down the violence. That gun would do worse than what we yeah, actually exactly. shot." Exactly. And apparently, ex services um, guys have said the same thing that it's actually the violence in this is actually it's not over the top it's actually although it appears to sort of general audiences that it, that it is a rambo film being over the top it's actually not because the, the these weapons these um hardcore artillery would do that and actually worse like you say but it's actually been stripped back a bit exactly now when this whole chaos is happening and they're escaping lewis fucking leaves them Lewis leaves them yes. behind, and Schoolboy says, "I'm not leaving them behind." Now he's yes. he's the one that's got you know care. He's got fucking morals, and so they all leave. Obviously, we know Lewis is going to show up. He's going to stay and help Sarah and Rambo get out by you know sniping. Yes. Um, there's a line where Sarah actually goes, "Oh my god, it's my fault." I'm like, "Yep." 
<laughs> oh shit, Sherlock! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. I love. Yeah, and Lu- well, Lewis. You know, uh, he's, he, Lewis is a good character, uh, as annoying as he can be. No, um, he's not a he, good he character. He is. He a good, le- how's no, he, he is, a good character? He left them no, behind. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. But I mean, in the context of storytelling, he is. Um, you know, he, he certainly helps. You know, create conflict within the script. Um, you know, so he, he, he and he's and. Um, He's played by a Scottish actor, Graham McTavish, um, but uh, very well too, I would say. But he wants to stick to the mission, so he doesn't want to go back and um, rescue, you know, and back up Rambo and the ones Rambo has rescued. Oh yeah, so, so yeah, he, so he's you know that that's you're trying to justify his actions. That is, I'm right not, there, I'm it's right good for the there, script. it's good for the story. That, that character deserved to die. I'm saying no, no. What I'm saying is he is good for the story and the general drama of the story you know as, as he an asshole if you met him in real life fucking yeah big time but it, for this film he works very well um yeah fuck him well he gets <laughs> he gets his well see they try to do that full circle with him the arc um which I think of better arcs Burnett's but I, I what Lewis does when he gets his leg blown off and everyone, yes. everyone in the team rallies around him to help him, unlike what yes. he did for them. Yes. So I think that's what you're trying to say, is to be able to develop that kind of arc, that kind of character. I think that's been lost already. If you're in a military situation and you leave people behind, you're a fucking coward. Yes. Um, but I think, and I agree with you, that a better arc for Lewis would have been where he, at the end of it or whatever, he, he sees the errors of his ways and um, s- saves people or whatever, or saves Rambo even, um, by sacrificing himself. Yeah. You know? Um, but he's a good character. There's no denying that. You need, and he's a yeah, very yeah. memorable character. The fact that we're talking about him and arguing about him. Yeah, well, I think, that, I think because we don't have um, a Teasel like we had in the first one, um, yes. Or we don't have, I can't remember him, the second one, but we don't have that military don't guy adversary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. This is our military adversary guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it goes back to the groundedness of it. Uh, of course, Will Teasel's a very grounded and very well written and developed character in the first one. And the second one and the third one, of course, as we discussed earlier in this podcast, um, they're pantomime villains. Um, whereas here it's very grounded. Um, I, I like the Claymore bomb. I thought that was kind of cool. Not the Claymore Brilliant. bomb. That's just the bomb. But I was going to say that um, the World War Two bomb. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was neat. Yeah, how and, and when, when it went off. But the best scene. Brilliant scene, actually, when it does go off, and you know you see them all running and just the power of that bomb. You know? Yeah, it just. Uh, and then <laughs> I remember seeing this in the theater with my brother, and. We're near the front row, and I remember we couldn't stop laughing at the the. It's called the M two point five zero cal caliber heavy machine gun. I think it's called or something. But yeah, you don't see it coming. But all the Mercs and Burnett and everyone's about to be slaughtered. Uh, they yes. caught them, and then all of a sudden you see Rambo jump up. Behead the gunman, take yep. the gun, <laughs> aim it right to the uh, the driver that's that's driving where the gun is. Yep, he's gone within a half a second. He's he's, he's jelly. Oh, why? I mean, his limbs are flying everywhere. 
Yeah. And the carnage this 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 got we, we could because it does it seems like it's a cartoon, but when but it's not when reading up on it, like we said, no, this is what this gun would do. But these bastards yeah. deserved it, so you could laugh. It's one of the, I would say it, it's quite possibly the what it's certainly up there as the one of the best scenes in any Rambo film ever. It's it's just fucking just so, it's just so intense, you know what I mean? It's just and there's limbs and blood flying everywhere. But it's just what kind of brings it down a bit. Unlike Rambo Two, when he has a you know the gun in his hand, he's rolling the 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 uh, the bullets around his other hand. He's fighting, yes, you know. yes. Um, this one, he still has the help of the Mer- the Mercs and Sarah yes. and the gang, including Burnett. Who takes a life yeah. with the with the rock? Oh, and that was very, that's a very sort of um, great character arc, which is you know we talk about arcs on here, um, but yeah, the Christian guy who was very pompous and oh, I'm going to have to report this earlier on. Um, he goes on his journey and he takes a life and in a, in a biblical manner with a rock, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and and even Lewis. Uh, steps up, uh, pardon the pun, because he can't, because he only has one leg. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a couple of the mercs get it. A couple of the quiet ones that we didn't really have, you know, yeah, any feelings about really. They were sort of cannon fodder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, they we're... were gonna get it, and yeah, sadly, a couple of the uh, other uh, missionaries get it too. But um, the whole thing was because it's not just Rambo. Yeah, it helps. He's got that gun going, but it's also everyone helping him. It's not, you know, well, it makes sense it's as not well, just him running in the, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, it's all these collective different individuals. You got the, the peacekeepers yeah. who are killing to help. You've got the mercenaries yeah. who are there to help. Well, we've even got Christians murdering the exactly. <laughs> you know? So it's just, it, it's, it's yeah. complete chaos. And It's a complete massacre. And then, of course, the bad guy gets it once he yes. knifes him in the stomach, guts him, and then he beheads him. I could just say earlier on, um, there's also a, a, a pretty Rambo-esque scene, maybe a little silly for the tone of this particular film, where Rambo rips a guy's throat with his bare hands. Yeah, that was. I remember Roadhouse did that. Yeah, but Roadhouse is stupid as yeah, fuck. Yeah, I know. You see Rambo doing it, not Patrick Swayze. I, I I could see Rambo doing it in two or three, but maybe it was a bit, bit too much for this film. Um, but it's still a cool scene. You know? I can't remember. Does he behead Ted? No, he just stumbled. He just got some. Yeah, he got some. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. And his guts well, fall out. Yeah. Oh no, they all they all pile out and, and pure glory. Right, we'll, we'll get to the beheadings in Rambo Five. Yeah. Oh that. yeah. There's <laughs> beheadings when you're blowing someone's head off. Um, no, well he does behead one of the brothers. But yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and Rambo walks away. And this time, he's heading home to Arizona. Because the, the, yes, because the Christian woman that he um, had a bond with, she had a discussion with him earlier in the film, you know, asking him where he was from and he should go home and, you know, see his father and stuff. And, Heal yeah. the world, yeah. make it a better place. Yeah. You know you what, what sucks? You know, you know they, they, they changed the tone of the Rambo films. When there's no, mm-hmm. you know, he ain't heavy. He's know, my brother. Where, where was peace in our life? Remember the call. Where was that? Yeah, I know. I was, I was all excited for that. I was like, yeah. 
I wanted Frank Stallone belting out a sort of power ballad. You know? oh. oh my god! No, 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 uh, no, no. To to be fair, this was actually a really quite poetic uh, in a Rambo film. Yes, I do not use those words lightly. Quite poetic ending and fitting um, ending for the character of John Rambo. And there is the argument that they should have just left it at that and not made the fifth film. But we'll get to that in the next podcast. Yeah, because at the end he's walking to the. By the way, it's his father has a beautiful farm. I would, I would have went there right away in the first one. Well, better than fucking Burma. Let's just say. Yeah. Oh, I want to go fight snakes, or um, yeah. Oh no, yeah. wait! I want to go visit my friend Trevor, and I want to yeah. go. I want to go fight snakes. Well, you know, you know, you know, you know. All right, guys. For, very uh, obvious parallels between me and Rambo. You know. I, I think we agree that this is. Um, you know, all the Rambo films are decent. In all fairness, um, you're pretty much just judging them based on they're all well, they're all well directed, they're well casted, they're they're not boring. They're but what what ju- what we're ju- what I'm judging, or at least I am a Rambo film on, is more of the less lunacy. It seems to be better for me. So I think this one would be up there with First Blood. Um, Definitely. And, and for so me. right now we're kind of at First Blood, the new Rambo, Rambo First Blood Part Two, and then Part Three. That's kind of where yeah. I'm at. Yeah. To, to, for me, um, th- this is um, up there with First Blood, the original. Um, the two for me, the two best Rambo films by far are one and four. Yeah, I, I um, think that's. But I still enjoy the others on the. Yeah, I mean. Um, the series is kind of split, you know. It was it was yeah. made during a time where where you had the Battle of the Bulge, where Schwarzenegger was going after Schwar- you know Stallone yeah. and vice versa. A product of their time. Yeah. So you had these Commando versus Rambo, and yes. so or even fighting against themselves, Cobra against Rambo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. But uh, no, I I think Rambo this fourth film is is a fantastic film. I love the whole um, personal journey of Rambo. You know, he's just completely burnt out. He sort of hates the world. He's he's seen he's seen too many horrors, pure horrors, and you know, just it's very well played by Stallone as well. Um, you know, he, he he's burnt out. He, he's just he's completely nihilistic. Hates the world, and I I think and it's very much in keeping with the original as well. Um. Yeah, it's it's up there with with the original as being the best. All right, so we're gonna wrap um, this retrospective up next week with uh, the last blood. Um, I'm I won't we won't discuss it any further than that, but I will say that I hope it is the last blood, and um, that's not saying it's a bad film. We'll just dive into it next time. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, give us a shout-out at CitizenFrame underscore podcast on Instagram and, of course, on Facebook. Um, that's all I've got for you. We're going to wrap this one up. Until then, be good. Don't push us. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's Trevor the Snake Charmer. <laughs> Fuck me. Rumble Kennedy. Oh, dear God.